Welcome to Tea Time with Monica. Are you ready to spill some tea? loves and welcome to tea time with monica today we are talking to one of my good girlfriends akila mimi benjamin y'all i've known her for a while she does some great work but let me just lay down you know some titles so you can know how great my girl is she is the chief operating officer of the of harvest focus and vice president of the ultimate sacrifice also ceo of because you can creative consulting and coaching firm, and creator of Network Your Ass Off and Network Con. Good gosh, girl, that is a mouthful. Yes, ah. honey. Woo, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, we're gonna start today with a quote, and I pulled this from something that I saw on your page, Akila. You know, it says, you are your only limit, so why not become limitless? That is powerful. Now, how does that pertain to you and the work that you do? So first off, thank you for having me. Can we just talk about how this situation, this is exactly why, like, for example, when did you start um, Tea with Monica? Last year, but you know, I've been doing the plus report for a few years now. Right, right. So not only did you continue um, a much needed platform and given people from all walks of life, entrepreneurs from all different industries and stuff, a, a, a platform, it didn't slow you down during the pandemic. If anything, it enhanced it because people were more into virtual people. It, it just, you just kept pushing. So you became limitless instead of saying, you know what, y'all, I just need to take a second, which you probably did. Yeah. Instead you rebranded. Cause I started to see more and more guests come on the show. I started to see more and more people getting into it. So that literally is what I'm saying. Like, you could have stopped, but why Why would you stop? You know, why, why not keep going? It's about the pivot and it's about re-strategizing. And that's what, that was the whole point of the quote. For example, anybody knows, I, I talk about this very, very openly. Mm-hmm. I was doing that recon earlier this year. I can't right. even believe I was doing it this year. I swear this year holds like five years in one year. So, when that when that when that kind of like was like look you can't do net recon all of my personal savings all i've lost a lot of money into it i literally was looking at my pockets like what the hell am i about to do right what now I'm gonna do what i'm like do. what i'm gonna do because network con was my life like it was mm-hmm. everything i could not even think about anything else but network con so it made me sit back and re-strategize i'm like okay i could let this honestly get me down or I can I can pivot I can figure out okay well that ain't gonna work right. you can't cry with spilled milk every day all the time you know every situation like oh my gosh I'm a failure because we were all experiencing this pandemic yeah. we were all struggling with it right uh, yeah girl right so what I decided to do was okay let me not limit myself just the network home what are like I, I literally took a piece of paper and I wrote out all my skills and I right. said, well, damn, I got a lot of skills and people still asking me for assistance. So I started my business. Who would have thought that my my firm, my creative consulting and coaching firm would have turned into like, it went from an idea to like, you know what, I'm about to just do this. Like, who cares? I mean, at the end of the day, I'm the only person that, that can stop me from doing it. And here I am. And because I started my firm, I am I hold two executive positions in two multi-million dollar companies. I, it, it blows my mind. Look at it, though. Like, 
I would have stopped and let NetwerkCon, like the, the cancellation of NetwerkCon, what if that, if I would have let that determine, define me? Where right. would I be right now? So that's why you are your only limit. Nobody else had any inclusion in that. It was just me and how I had to realize what, how, what I wanted for myself. But you've been doing that all along because Network Your Ass Off came out of you dealing with some, you know, similar issues, right? Girl, let me, people don't know. I almost quit Network Your Ass Off. So really? if you don't know Network Your Ass Off, Network, yeah, yes, I, I, I don't know. I can tell you the story. I'll, I'll keep it brief because it's long as hell. But um, what what happened when Network Your Ass Off, I honestly one day was like, Man, I was doing a social media correspondence. Shout out to shout out to Mickey who gave me one of my first gigs with District of Curve or whatever. Hey. And, just, you know, and because the reason I got into social media correspondence is because the plus size industry, influencer industry was booming. Wasn't it? Do you do you remember when it like 2015, 14 or whatever, it started to like pick up and pick up and pick up. Child. So when like 2017 hit, I said, I want to be a model. Then I'm like, wait a minute, that that's a real job. First of all, pause. Honey, how you think I got into it? Y'all, so many of us try to get in the plus industry being a model. Hell. We end up doing something else and finding out that's our calling, honey. Because <laughs> <laughs> being a model, first of all, shout out to all the models out there. That is a very serious job. It really and is. I'm in, in no shade, but everyone cannot do. I said I'm not it's, doing Honey, it's not shade. It's truth. Because truth. we've been down this road where everyone, like you're about to say, can't be a model. That's that's not your ministry. Did she? She had to sip the water, y'all. She got to sip the water. Look, it's not everybody's ministry, but you can still be a part of the industry in some way. You can, and and that's why I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a blogger because I don't enjoy writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I said vlogging takes a lot of commitment. Like these are serious jobs. Like these are serious careers. Being a model, being a vlogger, being mm -hmm. a um, being a um a blogger. And people think it's so easy and it just comes overnight. These people really put, it's their craft and they work really hard. I said, you know what, this is not my thing. I said, well, maybe I can do social media coverage for plus size events. And honestly, I am glad that I decided to do that because it took off. Because right. it went from plus size events to huge conferences. Right, to you went to BeautyCon and everything. I've seen this child everywhere. Girl, I was I was I was working, but then when network your ass off came because I I'm a natural networker. I've been in retail forever, so when you work in retail, you you talk to people every day. Mm -hmm. I'm asking people what what type of business they do. Do you know that I do a little of this, I do a little of that, and they take 15 minutes to explain that they sell hair, or that they are a makeup artist, or have that like, elevator really speech. But you people struggle with you know networking it is it is a it is such a diluted and lost skill because mm -hmm. of so many different factors so right. i said damn people are probably really missing their opportunities because they don't understand networking so i said you know what i'm gonna do an event called network your ass off i don't know where the hell it came out i just was like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna teach the fundamentals of networking because that's what network your ass off it's a networking um, workshop that teaches the fundamentals of brand building and networking and i remember doing it and people monica People was, oh my gosh, you got the word ass in your event. I was inviting people to be speakers. I can't associate myself with that brand. I mean, like left to right. Mm -hmm. And people was talking about it and was like, you know, because it wasn't traditional. It wasn't something where, you know, it was cookie cutter. It was raw. I was telling right. the truth. 
you know, and I almost gave up. And because I remember I got some feedback from my management crew that I used to be a part of 3P Consultants. And they called me, they was like, yeah, we got some bad feedback. You know, maybe, you know, of course they never told me to quit, but they definitely was like, um, maybe we need to kind of go to the drawing board. So I was like, you know what? I'm not helping nobody. Cause at this point I was begging people, Monica, to come. People don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Put on the production, you know, cause you've been a part of the District of Curves team forever. Right. You know, putting on the production is not for the faint of hearts. It's not. You're going to get a lot of no's before you get that good yes. And and people, I mean, I gave away free tickets. I, at one point, I wasn't selling tickets, so I had to make it free. I was like, man, no. I, but I was like, man, I got to keep doing this. I got to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you know, when it came to Network Your Ass Off, the, the, the position that I'm in now, I met this one of the CEOs, uh, cause it's co-CEOs, Jasmine Hoyle mm-hmm. and Latamra Davis. They're co-CEOs of Harvest Focus mm-hmm. and um, co-presidents of the Ultimate Sacrifice. And I met Jasmine in 2017 mm-hmm. doing social media coverage at the the, um, the Fashionista Style Expo. Wow. And, I, and people don't know this, you're actually the first person I tell this story to. Like in fully- Exclusive. Yeah, so like, so, the way I met Jasmine is people don't know, but I literally had two dollars in my pocket when I went to um, the TCF Style Expo. What? So mind you, I already doing network begging, begging brands to give me clothes and things like that. But the way I presented myself, they was like, "Yeah, sure." And I remember they had an event there, and I said, "Damn, I don't have anything to wear, and I can't afford it." I went to Jasmine's booth. Hmm. Um, and I said, hey, you know, I network with, I said, you know, there's this event. I said, I'll shout you out on my page. I'll shout you out on a TCF Style Expo page if you let me just borrow this dress without a problem. She said, okay. Now she didn't know that I couldn't afford it, but she don't understand she planted that seed. So her and I stayed connected. Right. She, she came to the Raleigh Network your ass off. And then she bought her business partner, Latamra. They drove up from North Carolina to, D, uh, to New York so when I um um did with Full Figure uh, Fashion Week, right. I did that. That's all with Gwen DeVoe, and they came and they said that it you know uh, Jasmine said the one in Raleigh changed her life. And fast forward three years later, now I'm the COO and VP of their company, and that all came from networking. The power of networking. The power of networking because as I learned, but but mind you. It wouldn't have came about if I didn't start my business this year. That's why right. you can't got because I originally went in to do social media for them. And then I said, man, Mimi, this is your time. You know, like start marketing your business, start marketing your service. So I came on as a consultant and then I came on as director for professional development for the company. And here I am promoted within 90 days. And the, you just walked in your purpose. You didn't let anything stop you. Yeah. That's what it was. It's like you just had a stepping stone. Each thing that you did was a stepping stone that you just described. You networked your own ass off, got the dress, got the connection, kept in contact like you're supposed to. Come on, Monica. And then you kept moving up that ladder. So audience, as you see, homegirl know what she's talking about over here. But think about where you and I met. When I, I first met you, there was an organization doing an event and you were a speaker and I was a speaker. Aries, and I, was it the Aries Angels, the models? Aries Angels. Yes. Aries Angels. I'm sorry for pronouncing, mispronouncing it. Yes, we did meet there first. I remember I was the other, the, the keynote speaker for them. 
And that's when we first, and it's just, it's moved, we moved along the same path with each other. And honestly, like even people, like women like you, because I'm not going to say this industry is a nice industry. People think, I, I'm not even going to get into the tea. I wish I had some real tea or some honey or something, <laughs> because let, let me tell you, let me tell you, it's not it's not a nice industry, and it's a, it's really cutthroat. But it's but you you do meet amazing people in this you industry. Do. You have you I'm know what you have to know how to read people, and that does come with knowing how to network. You do yeah. have to know how to read people because, like you said, it is very cutthroat. It's not mm-hmm. even, everybody's trying to get to the top, and there are some who are not willing to help each other along the yeah. way. They're trying to get that quick, you know, quick fix. Yeah. But what I think what you and I have learned is that, you know, I don't, it's like the tortoise and the hare, you know, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. 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 I, I think that's what it is. Yeah, because you and I, like, we've definitely been in rooms and we've seen the mean girls and, and things like that, but that never altered our character. That We always knew that when we stepped in a room, like, I'm not here to be like you. You're not here to be like me. We could still collaborate because every industry is oversaturated. And that's what people need to understand. Like, it doesn't matter when there's no new industry right now. Every industry is oversaturated, but that does not mean that you can't flourish in that industry. Exactly. Because nobody's going to do anything like you. Like, I'm not going to do what you do like you. You're not going to do what I do like me. But we can still work together. Like, it can work. Yeah. Definitely. So let's get more into the art of networking because we're going to get to the branding and all that but let's get where you said like the art of networking like I mentioned the elevator speech and how you you saying it's a lost art so mm-hmm. give me some of the basics of networking okay so the one thing number one your biggest foundation when it comes to network is having confidence in your craft right, right? because people can smell someone who lacks confidence a mile away and not everyone's going to be like you and i and be sweet about it there are sharks and wolves out there so the biggest thing i don't care if you started your business two minutes before you step into that space you always speak with confidence right and the second thing so confidence is number one Mm -hmm. take notes y'all write this down confidence is number one the second thing is say hello monica i am nobody wants to speak everybody want to stay in the corner on their phones Sipping but, a but drink. Even, like honestly, yeah. First of all, why y'all going to a networking event or an event and not, girl? That's not here nor there. But I am still getting DMs and inboxes and emails without a greeting. Who are you? Hello, hello. My, my name is. I do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I would like no introduction. No. Because no. networking doesn't always have to be done in person, especially in this time. Yeah, it's like right now the pivot. So your elevator speech consists of these components. Number one, hello, introduce yourself. I know that that sometimes when you see somebody, you're so excited, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to work with you. I do, I sell this, this and that. Say hello, hello, my name is. Hello, my name is Akila Benjamin. Say what you're, again, people like you and I, who have multiple crowns as multi-entrepreneurs, you have to read the space. You have to figure out the space because I'm not gonna go into a space and say, hey, and then list all of these things that I do. I go and I do my research. This networking event is going to help me connect with people and learn about grant writing. So then I will say, hello, my name is Akila Benjamin. I'm the vice president of The Ultimate Sacrifice. And then I will say what The Ultimate Sacrifice does in a creative way. And then, then it's the call of action. So again, it's your name, your greeting, your name, the your title 
Don't forget your title. I'm the CEO. I'm the owner. I'm a brand ambassador for. I am this and that. And then you say something very catchy about your business or what's going to make you what's going to make you stand out from the next person who's waiting in line to talk to me that sells the exact same product as you. Mm. What's what's going to make? Well, if you you're different? selling product, you should be able to sell you. That's and, and I think that people don't understand like. Right now, money is funny and credit don't be getting it. So people are buying into people, right? Mm -hmm. They're buying into great customer service. They're, they're buying into enthusiasm. They're buying into packaging. They're buying into branding, marketing, and all those different things. They're going back to basics of what they're buying into. People are not just spending money like they used to. That We're actually paying attention to what we're spending and how we're spending it and who we're spending it with. Right. So you always have to be captivating when you're talking to your audience. That's the number one be captivating what is so different because guess what all these boutiques they're all buying from the same people right? right but i i have done this before if a person is not presenting themselves well or they approach me raw your dress might be twenty dollars but i'm gonna go to the next person who gave me amazing customer service and actually cared about their brand's um appearance and um how they treated their consumers for thirty dollars yeah. I buy into quality over quantity any day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We are all, we are, you're right. Right now we're just thinking, how am I spending my money? Where am yeah. I spending my, who am I investing in? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. You're right. It's a, it's a lost art. And I think people, like now that we're sitting down, I think people are getting into it. Like, you know, Clubhouse is there now. To me, yeah. that, that's a new form of network. How do you like that app? Um, when I got into Club, so what I learned about Clubhouse, and I was actually talking to Johnny Bailey, um, who's the DC Digital Coach. I closed my year with um, uh, Google, speaking on that platform, mm -hmm. um, and we, he talked about what Clubhouse and it brought, brought light to me. He said it was an exclusive spot at first. It was very exclusive. It was mm -hmm. you know invite only, and now that it's become super saturated, some of the rooms are just kind of like every other um, networking platform. So when I got on there, sometimes I like to go and sit back and listen and observe. That is a great space. Once you can filter through the people that think they know it all, mm -hmm. you know, um, you can really learn a lot. Right. I like right. gifts, and then I, I also like to hear people. So, like, instead of reading texts and things like that, I, I'm a very, you know, I, I like to, to 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 hear people's voices, their tones, their deliveries, if it's sincere or not, because you can tell that, right? Right. So I, I love it because you, it's a it's a learning portal. If anything, mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. It is. Then you mentioned ending your year with Google and speaking with them. Tell me, how did you get into that? Oh yeah. So. Through networking, I'm not gonna lie. So, <laughs> damn, y'all, I do everything through networking. My network is amazing. Like the people that I'm connected to, I literally want for anything, nothing. I want right. for nothing. Anything I want, I could just, I know exactly who I can reach out to. Yeah, but it takes a lot to do that. So, um, what what happened was um, Brian Olds, who is the creator and founder of Black Speakers Network, he spoke at Google mm -hmm. and what happened was I asked him, all I did was simply ask, cause he's in my network. I say, hey, how did you connect with them at Google? And he literally, <clears throat> excuse me, he walked through, he walked it, um, he walked me through it. So I applied and I remember like going back and forth with Johnny, he was like, what is your platform? And actually what I loved about it, because if you don't know anything about the DC Digital Coaches Program, it'll, it, it provides a, well, I'm sorry, Google, 
digital coach, period. It's not just DC, but they have them all over. But mm -hmm. the, the, that program provides resources and knowledge for um, black and brown um, entrepreneurs. Right. So they, they, they give a platform for us to tell our stories, to talk about our brands, to talk about how we're changing the world. And it's only for black and brown. Right. Um, so I, I submitted to them. I was scared as hell submitting network your ass off because really? my I just had someone tell me that their brand can't, you know, do that. And they was like, let's go for it because they understood the mission. They understood that networking is a lost art. They understand that people are literally missing opportunities because they don't understand the dynamics of networking or the, the culture that it really is supposed to create. Because networking is supposed to create comp uh, 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 collaboration over competition. But right. we're so brainwashed that we don't understand that. Because mm -hmm. I, I have a lot of people that reach out, out to me now that I tried to collaborate with then. Mm. Sips tea. Back then you didn't know me now I'm hot. Y'all all on me. Um, <laughs> I know that's right. Cause I was like, my girl's doing it big. Go go working it out. Oh my gosh. So now we're going to get to what now is with, you know, your, because you can consulting and coaching from it's the beginning of the year. You know, we've been through this pandemic. So many people have had to pivot, think of different ways to make money because unfortunately jobs have been lost or you've been laid off in any capacity, just trying to figure out how to make it. Or this has just been your dream and now you've had time to sit down and actually do things. Yeah. What do we need to think about when we're just starting out about branding and, you know, getting into that because you have some great services that I think people need to come to you for. So outline some of what your services are to help people with that branding. Um, so one of my, one of my, first of all, one of my clients today, Kelly's closet, which is a good, that's my, that's my sister, but you know, um, with her brand, she has the largest e-commerce plus size lingerie um, company. Right. Mm -hmm. So what, what we, I helped her, I understand marketing. Like right now, brand ambassadors. I can create, I can help you create your tailored brand ambassador program for your company. I don't care mm -hmm. how small or big it is, right? Um, because with her, what we did is we went in there, we re-strategized, we rebranded, and we created a program that's going to parallel to her brand. She just announced today that she doubled her 2019 revenue, sales revenue, in during the pandemic. What? And Honey, because she had lingerie. People was trying to get that thing in. Why not? Why not? So, you got to spice it up. So, right. Hey. So, what we had to do was, I said, Look, let's go through the drawing board. So, we created this her brand ambassador program, which is honestly is the new wave of retail marketing. Mm -hmm. It is like whether you want to realize it or not, influencers, brand ambassadors, affiliate programs, all those different things. So, that's one service that I offer. No matter how small or big your brand is, you need brand ambassadors. If you're selling a product, you need brand brand ambassadors. Mm -hmm. You need people who's going to tell the world outside of you how great your product uh, products are, right. your apparel. Um, so that's one service that I offer. Um, I offer the identity program. That is one of my that's my signature program because with that program, I help people find their identities. And no, I'm not telling you to find your. I'm not trying to tell you what your business should be. I'm telling you how to market your business, how to find your, um, your, your, what's it called? Your target audience, mm -hmm. how to 
come up with strategic planning, how to map out your 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 quarters, how to you know uh, rebrand your products and your pages and your platforms and stuff like that. So the identity program is really for people who are selling a service or a product and or products. Mm -hmm. um, and it just really makes you dig, dig deep, uh, do a deep dive, excuse me, and really understand what's the identity of your brand because your brand is special. So let's find out the identity so you can better market your brand. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the rebrand like a boss. That's for people who are like you and I, who are influential, who are um, media driven, or uh, uh, what's the, who needs more media coverage, excuse me. Right. Who need people who are, um, you need you want to know how to network better and as a as a ceo as a boss as an influencer right. you know that that really helps you like rebrand your your personal brand mm -hmm. and market it better and get more connections that way right um oh my goodness i have so many different uh, services it's not even funny i'm also even trying to come up with a young moguls program oh that would be nice I, yeah, so today I was even talking, first of all, LaTamara and, and Jasmine are amazing, two amazing black women who own the largest mental health um, company in North Carolina, and they both have children who are mm -hmm. enrolled, already enrolled in this program, and just kind of like, I'm thinking like, maybe I should make this an academy, so, you know, and I don't have to move in silence because what's for me is going to be for me, so just, just know that the Young Moguls program is getting tailored and it's happening but they gave me a lot of feedback so that's that's definitely happening mm -hmm. um and right now those and then of course the brand audit if you can't afford the services but you need some type of start that is my most that, that's my less least inexpensive um um what's it called a uh, service so if you just want an overview of the things that you want to change and you can come up with your own action plans and stuff i can give you from a consumer standpoint and from a brand strategist uh, standpoint so those are the services that i offer and mm -hmm. then there will be more for next year yeah so that it looks like you have something for everybody like if yeah. you're just starting if you're already mm -hmm. there you need to like just redo everything you got a little something for everybody because yeah. At the beginning of the year or even at the end of the when you're coming to the end of the year, you're thinking about these things. Yeah. How are we going to get better? And honestly, if you're an entrepreneur, this is something that you think about daily, constantly. How mm -hmm. do I get better? What do I need to change? What do I need to bump up on? What do I need to let go of? Because sometimes you got to let go, right? Hun. Girl. And take a pause there. Let it go. It ain't serving you. Let it go, or at least rebrand. At least go to the 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 the. Okay, let me. You know what? Let me figure this out because this didn't help. So what what am I doing wrong? What do I need to do better? What are my areas of opportunity? You know how can I advance in this? This is obviously not working for me. There's nothing wrong with rebranding. I have rebranded Network Your Ass Off four times. Mm. Four times. So just don't be so hard on yourself. Sometimes it's not about giving up. It's just about taking a second and then coming back to the drawing board. How can I rebrand this? Yeah, and I think a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of businesses get overwhelmed at times. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot of entrepreneurs who've been in the business for a while saying, you know, on your fifth year, that's when you really figure out who you are. Honey. Because it takes about five years to really figure you out. And then within those five years, how many times have you possibly thought about rebranding, quitting, or figuring out what's gonna work best for you? And that can be hard, right? Yeah. It's it's actually pretty annoying. Like it's like it's like, damn, I can't get this right, I can't get this right. I thought I was gonna be a district manager 
for a, a, a thriving company that has no stores now. But like, I thought I was gonna be a district manager. That was my career. That was my my path mm-hmm. that I really wanted to really, can you imagine that? I can't that I imagine wanted, you, you too much for that. But, but I love retail and that's where I learned all of my gift for gab. That's where I learned my networking. So let me tell y'all something, start somewhere, but it, you can go other places. But I also know amazing district managers that some of them are making close to six figures. Right. So like, you know, but I knew that that, I knew that that wasn't my, that wasn't my calling. So right. I said, you know what, let me step back. And every time I step back, Reggie, we know Reggie. Let me tell you, let me tell you about Reggie. Reggie is as as if audience. Now I've interviewed Reggie on Tea Time with Monica. If y'all don't know Reggie, I ain't gonna let him. I ain't gonna let him go because he belongs to me and everybody else that has worked with him. But Reggie, that's he, our homie. Let me tell you, and Reggie is is one of my biggest. Inf- he influences me so much and inspir- ins- inspires me so much because I don't I don't call a lot of people my mentors. Mm-hmm. Right, I don't, I don't do that. But he, I remember him and I working at the same place, and I came back to the company. I remember being in. We was in a small, it was an office, but it looked like a closet. And I remember crying. I said, I don't want to do this no more. I said, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to do this no more. This was in, goddamn, I want to say 2015 maybe. And he just was like, I just remember his face. He said, I just want you to know, I'm very proud of you, but you about to be real uncomfortable for a long time. And I didn't understand. He's like, you about to be in some uncomfortable situation. He said, but when you're uncomfortable, that's when you know you're elevated. And every time I feel uncomfortable, I think about him and him mm-hmm. telling me that. And it also brings me, I'm like, damn, all right. And I, I be saying it, even though I could call him, I'm like, all right, Reggie, let's do this. Because I remember him saying, do what you need to do for you. That's right. He wasn't and, lying though. He, and look, and every time I have an uncomfortable situation or uncomfortable feeling, I take that, I use that to fuel my fire. It's 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 how I know that I'm 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 elevating. Mm-hmm. Because this 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 elevate elevation is not easy and it's not no, comfortable. It's, honey, you gotta get uncomfortable to be comfortable. You really do. You really do. You really so do. So people think it's it's an overnight thing, but it's really not. It's mm-hmm. not. But you're right. I think a lot of people don't understand how they're put in one place to learn certain skills and then to use it somewhere else. Because that's basically with me, you know, I work in the political DC political arena. Mm-hmm. Everything that I do that schmoozing with people, that being able to talk to people, like you said, kind of sell, I've worked in retail as well, but the same thing about politics, you've got to be able to sell your candidate, your message, whatever it is, you got to be able to sell it. Yeah. So it's almost the same thing. It's like I was put in one world and it's not that I don't still love it. I have love for it, you know that. But it also gave me a skill set to do something else. I can- Absolutely. Tap into those skills, tap yeah. into those things. Like right now, even though I make amazing money through my brand, this has helped me get into these two executive um, uh, uh, positions and work for you know a multi-million dollar company because it those skills are transferable mm. and like like you said like you talk so eloquently so you you're able to go into a room and you know keep up with the best and have conversations and so in the fashion and the political but but you but guess what what's going to be the greatest thing about you monica and i'm just saying this because I, I need the world to understand 
your platform is going to just keep growing and growing and growing and i don't see why this wouldn't be picked up but you wouldn't be but you're going to be ready because you understand that all the skills even from your nine to five even from your 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 other your 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 passion your entrepreneur side all of those skills are going to kick in place every every time you elevate yeah you're right. by the way Thank i do so see much. you on platform honey i don't know what it is but i see you you number one you are the, one you, of the best host that Thank i've ever you. seen in my life Thank you. No, no, that, no. You don't understand how that makes me feel because you know how much I love it. So I, when I'm saying thank you, it's like, oh my gosh. Every time I hear somebody says that, it warms my whole spirit. Not for real. Because you, you've seen me host and it, it gives me life. And I see oh, that in you when you're helping somebody with their brand, when you're networking, when you're doing so. It's, it's like people don't understand the currency of when you're walking in your purpose. Come on. They don't. Yeah. They don't see that currency because it's nothing better. And it's like, yeah, I'm get I can get paid to do what I love. And that mm -hmm. is like everything to me. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. It really is. And I mean, I had to learn that a lot going through therapy this year. Mm -hmm. You know, and I heard you mention something about you know, dealing with mental health. I want you to elaborate on that because I don't know if I know now that people in the pandemic, some people have really realized how much mental health is important, but uh, I still think that it's not where it needs to be. So let's let's talk absolutely. about that. I mean, y'all have to understand, I have bipolar um, disorder and um, I deal with anxiety, and um, but I don't let it define me. Mm -hmm. And I think that people need to understand that, number one, it's okay if you're feeling depressed. It's okay if you have these mental disorders. It's okay if you're going to therapy. That Those things need to be normalized so we can actually start healing. Yeah. And I think that the that that's that's what people are not understanding. It doesn't it doesn't equate weakness. It doesn't equate like for example, I don't want anybody to have to deal with my bipolar disorder because it's no one's perfect. Everyone's dealing with something deep within them right mm -hmm. so when it comes to me I I, I I tell everybody this i have you have to self-soothe mm -hmm. you have to self-care and self-care is going to therapy mm -hmm. self-care is realizing and, and recognizing um that you have an issue but it's it, it doesn't have to define you and and self-care and self-soothing is not suppressing it right and um I think that that was the biggest thing this year because when you're isolated and the world is slowing down and you're able to just kind of catch a breath, you're realizing that you was just on autopilot. You yeah, wasn't just, really just just walking around, just floating. Zombie. What we doing? What we doing? Zombie. Yeah. Right. So that's what I love about what happened. Like, granted, it's some sad things that happened this year. It's, uh, it's terrible. Oof. But what I do love about it is that it made us all sit back and reflect and really tap into the mental health um, situations and this mental health realization that people are really struggling. And it, and it allowed, even for the company I work for, the company didn't slow down. If anything, it picked up because more and more people started to realize, look, I need this help. Right. Actually, as I'm slowing down, as I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on things, I actually am not doing that well. And, and that that's power. The, having the power to realize that you need to change, you need to heal, that that holds so much. Like I that I I, I respect that, and right. I think that we got to keep just we got to just keep pushing, keep um talk telling our stories because you know depression and my bipolar disorder that definitely played a lot of a, a factor into my past 
the past way that I used to see myself. Now, don't get me wrong, I still have episodes, I still have, you know, things that I have to cope with and self-soothe and get help for, but I don't let it define me. I don't let it be, oh, the reason why I can't elevate. You're the only reason you can't elevate. Right, and it goes back to the quote, you're your only limit. So Mm -hmm. how does the mental health, you know, play in on having your own business and working in all these different capacities? Um... I have to realize, like, coping mechanisms. So I have to realize when I am burning myself out, mm-hmm. when I had too many clients in one day, meditating. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I take, a, I, I take the holistic approach full, full, full force. Right. Um, and don't get me wrong. That doesn't stop the medication and, you know, uh, therapy and things like that. But, the, the you know, just kind of realizing, like, let me take five minutes. Let me take ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and recognizing that I'm, I'm pushing myself and pushing myself. So I had to find a balance with being an entrepreneur, being an executive, and also realizing that I need to have a balance, you know, with my personal and, you know, just everything. I, I had to always find a balance. When I need a second, I take a second. Right. And I don't anybody else's, you know, oh, well, we got to go. We got to move. I'm going to take a second. I need you want to nominate so I always take my seconds I do self-reflection I realize is, is this am I really anxious or am I you know about to slip into an episode if I'm about to slip into an episode which sometimes we cannot help right mm-hmm. if I'm about to an episode and I can catch it then I, I definitely meditate I definitely take a second I, I might one thing I do and it's gonna be so funny I look at YouTube Saturday Night Live oh my gosh it's so funny isn't it I will let it play for hours and hours yeah. and if for some reason it helps me people with anxiety and they deal with like mania they look at movies that they've seen over and over again because because it soothes you I because sure you're do. next you know how many times i done seen certain movies just because i know how it's going to be and it's just going to put me back into the normalness yes and i do those things and those are coping mechanisms so i i have my coping mechanisms so i don't burn myself out and mm-hmm. when i when i do feel burnt out instead of me keep trying to push like i would try to prove something i work with dynamic people that if i need a second they understand i'm vocal mm-hmm. about it hey you guys i'm not feeling this good this good this week i'm still going to get this done but i need a second and they respect that i'm very open and vocal about those things so yeah. that's how I manage it. And I think it's good that you can be open because I feel like a lot of people, whether you're in corporate America, whether you're an entrepreneur, no matter what you're doing in life, I think a lot of people feel ashamed about being vocal because they feel like someone's going to use it against them in a negative way. They're going to use it against you once you pop. So you yeah. have to make sure that you're, and granted, you don't, that doesn't mean you got to go into HR and say, hey, you guys, I'm bipolar you know, those different things because that's your business. But if you are struggling with something, you definitely should speak up. You mm-hmm. definitely be an advocate for yourself. Right, right, definitely. But like I said, I just think people think so negatively that I'm glad you're able to be vocal about it and about your mental health and how you cope with it. And you're yeah. still able to be great because that's what people need to hear. I mean, like I said, this has been, 2020 was a trying year. Mm trying year for everybody on so many different levels that I think Mm -hmm. now that we're getting into a new year and we're like okay this pandemic got to end because we are all dealing with pandemic fatigue and like I said like people are dealing with pivoting on their businesses pivoting on life in general Mm -hmm. so knowing that there's someone out there like you like me and a whole lot of people we know you know that are dealing with how to cope with their mental health 
and still get the things done that they need to get done for life and feed their spirit and making sure that they're making the money they need to to take care of themselves that's what people need to hear that's what's inspirational yeah yeah but we gotta keep talking loud about it i mean i'm not ashamed it is what it is yeah you just it's just a part of life it's a part of me and i've got to deal with it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely i mean i feel like what you do with with branding and networking and being vocal about your health i think you could do seminars for colleges have you thought about being at different at least the hbcus so let me tell you about that oh monica you about to make me spill all the tea for I real no i got to get all this good tea i guess i could tell you now so mm. So with Network Your Ass Off, you know, uh, Network Your Ass Off is going to be a college tour next year. What? And, yeah, you guessed that. You was dead on about that. So I don't know. That's kind of... <laughs> that was, that was, you know, them get them gifts we, they said we got in December. You know, them gifts. That was my oh, gift of sight, me and my superpower. You was dead on. And it's so funny because I even was propositioned with a, 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 an established university mm-hmm. about being a... Um, like helping with personable skills, teaching. Mind you, I don't have my degree. So, you know, but they- A degree don't make you or break you, baby. Don't don't get me started. Look, we're not gonna get into that. But let me tell you, they offered me a full ride to their school just so I can teach this course at their school because they talked to me about the networking and the lost art of networking and the kids not understanding. Like you gotta, it it just was a whole, it was a whole situation. So they told me to write the program out and she's gonna push to get it approved. So it's just one of those things that's like, okay, this is really happening. But with Network Your Ass Off, I'm actually, I have two schools already down and I'm looking for four more, but I am going to host the Network Your Ass Off workshop at these colleges for these kids to come and talk to, come in and learn. They need to understand networking is a skill that we all need. It's going to Mm -hmm. help you thrive. So that's, girl, you dead on with that. Look at you. Yes. I mean, but you have to network. If I didn't go and just start talking to people about what, I mean, when I met Mickey, Mickey didn't know me from Adam. I was a part of his his book when he was doing the photos for his book. Mm -hmm. And through there, we just kept communicating and kept like started working together if i didn't continuously talk to him about what i wanted to do where i wanted to go didn't listen to his advice because that's also key when you're learning how to network being receptive being receptive of someone else's advice if i wasn't receptive then where would i be yeah where would i be because people don't understand part of that networking is bouncing off of each other and knowing i might need to do some of what that person says and figure out how it works for me I'm trying to tell you, it's yeah, y'all. It's not not everyone's judging you and and all those different things. Critic, uh, taking the what is it called? Uh, constructive criticism, yeah. is a thing. But we're so offended these days. We're so offended. Y'all want a cookie? I, y'all yeah, want a cookie? Like, grow up, boss up. It's okay. Yeah. Not necessarily you got to take this person's advice, but at least hear them out because it might resonate later on. Yeah. It might. Child, you didn't drop, I don't know how many gems up on my t- podcast today, giving all the tea for them to sip. Hope they listen. Yes. So let my audience know before we go, let my audience know how they can follow you, how they can get your service. I know you got pages on pages that they I can know follow. Give one today. <laughs> so give my audience how they can follow you and then give them just some last lasting words. 
Okay, so you can go to my Instagram. I love Instagram. It's my favorite social media platform. The fuller side of things. And then all in my bio is where you can follow Network On, Network Your Ass Off, because you can't create a consultant and coaching firm. Um, and then I talk about different things that I got going on. So I always keep everybody abreast. So one thing I'm going to say to you, because I, because I do feel like you're your only limit. I sit back and I really think about I want you to think about this. I don't know if y'all heard my story. What if I did stop that network your ass off and didn't have that one in New York? Hmm. I wouldn't have met Jasmine. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have met LaTamara and I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I think that people need to understand that those, those two individuals are in my immediate circle. I also, what if I didn't, you know, I don't know if you guys know, but um, I was, a, like I said, 3P consultants with um, a Tree and Velvet and yeah. Mikhail, and these people poured into me so much. What if I didn't listen to the things that they said to me? Mm. What if I really just listened and, 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 and stayed at that job that was stealing my ideas, that looked me over, that didn't want to promote me, that was undercutting me? What if the, those things, and what I want, your tail create your platform i promise you there's a audience out there for you there is an audience out there for you there is an audience out there for you yeah find them cater to them build upon them don't worry about your cousins your sister your brother supporting you don't because you'll go crazy thinking for your immediate circle to pour into you these people were strangers yes i have a beautiful family Mm -hmm. But I used to try to take a lot of friends with me. None of those people are in my life right now. Mm. My receptiveness to have people to come in and pour into me got me to where I'm in, where I am now. Right. So just understand, get your ass up and network. No, no, that's right. Nothing's going to come to you. Nothing's going to fall on in your lap. You have to literally network your ass off. No, no, that's right. Well, audience she didn't drop like i said i don't know how many gems she didn't put some sugar tea little spice in your in your little work listen to this over and over again if you need to because it's so inspirational and make sure you contact my girl akila mimi benjamin because she's got it all thank all right, you girl so. i'm so yes. proud of you monica i'm proud of you too baby that's love honey yes, yes. Well, thank you, audience, for listening to another episode of Tea Time with Monica. Bye, loves! You've been listening to Tea Time with Monica. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast media. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And follow me on social media at Monica underscore the curvy diva, spelled M-O-N-I-C-A underscore T-H-E K-U-R-V-Y-D-I-V-A and at Tea Time with Monica. 